Yeah. We're back on the Scary Value Podcast. Yeah, we are. And we're going to watch ourselves a movie today. What movie are we watching today? We're going to time travel back to 1986. Alrighty. And we're going to watch Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. We're going to continue our journey through I, skipping through Jason movies. To the ones you've land on and decide I should watch. Yeah. We watched Part 2. We watched Part 5. And we're watching Part 6. All right. I don't remember very much about either of those first two. For fans of 1, 3, and 4, I'd just say it'll happen. Eventually. It, it doesn't matter that they're in order. We are going to follow up 5 right right now with 6. That's some continuity. What happened in 5? Five? 5 was the imposter Jason, Roy the paramedic. Oh, that's right. That's why this one is called Jason Lives. They wanted to make sure everyone knows, okay, I know you're mad at us. <laughs> For what we did. So now Jason's For back. Our artistic genius. Yes. You, you, we took a risk. We failed. Maybe we shouldn't take risks. So, well, this yes, movie actually back. takes risks, too, but uh, much more competent ones. So this is going to continue the story of Tommy Jarvis, who was played by, uh, what's his name in the fourth one? <laughs> the little kid. All right. He was the Corey little Feldman. kid who grew up. Corey Feldman in the fourth one. That's right. A random guy in the fifth one. And uh, in this one, he is a grown up. It's supposed to take place after five it, it it doesn't ignore what happens in five, but it's a different actor. Oh, okay. Tom Matthews, much more fun actor. I think that was a problem I had with a lot of these movies when I was a kid is I couldn't, the names didn't mean much, but the faces did. So it was hard for me to keep any of the. Yes, you're the face guy. We've talked about this. <laughs> I'm the voice guy. If there's a voice in a commercial, I'm like, that's Adam Scott doing that commercial for that credit card. I know it. And then you don't know it. But if you see Patrick Stewart's face, you got I know it. it. In Willow. I watched that movie about halfway through. I'm like, oh, that's Val Kilmer. And wow. I figured it out because I looked at his face and I put two and two together. Wow. Yeah. You're a credits guy. When it gets to the credits, you're really good at picking out who's who. That's where I shine. Yeah. You get to the end of the credits, you're like, oh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> and then you retroactively attach it to his face. He was Batman. He was. I haven't right. seen that one in forever. If you'd like to watch along with us, because this is a watch along. But a bum is this a cadence of a joke? No, not really. Okay. Just felt like a good time for a drum. Just get your copy. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. You'd think Paramount Plus because it's a Paramount movie, but that doesn't mean that it is. I'm saying that because I'm staring at the Paramount Mountain because we're going to pause it right when the famous 22 stars pop up above the mountain. Do you know what those 22 stars mean? They mean nothing. I've just moving over this. They're the actors. No. Who? No. Uh, wait, they are the actors? Who didn't know that they were going to get didn't, dropped? Is he, is he Houdini's rival? <laughs> who didn't know they were going to get dropped off in Nakatomi Towers when they oh when boy. filmed that scene? Oh boy! So they used to mean the actors, but they cut some of the stars off. So these twenty-two just mean nothing. They just thought it looked better as a logo. It's like how KFC is a Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Right. Well, yeah, that's because they're not allowed to call it chicken because it's not really chicken. So they have to call it KFC. Mm. Do you think that's why? Yeah, because they grow like eight-legged chickens. Well, how do they? Call them chicken McNuggets. There's no chicken in that either. Yeah, there is. Hmm. The parts. Oh, yeah, there are now. The parts. When I was growing up, there wasn't. Mm. Well, there were parts of something in there. They used. They believe it or not, there was a time when they used much, much lower quality meat for the chicken nuggets, and they were delicious. All right, pause it right when the twenty-two stars come up, and then we can all hit play together. Everybody get. uh, You can pause us until I guess you get that in line. I never thought about how this works on the other end. Not my chair. Not my problem. We're going to watch, and we're going to count down from three, is the way we do, and then it'll be three, two, one, play. So here we go. Play. Three. Kid and two. Play. Kid. Turtles. 
play. Should have been kid. Kid and play. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. I only do turtles because you brought that shit up. Oh, yeah, turtles the, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja variety. Did you see Mutant Mayhem yet? No. Pretty you good. Asked, I think that you've asked me 10 times on this podcast if I've watched a specific turtles thing as if I'm a child. I think we're going to do a watch along. For I want to watch the Batman one. That's a good one. They're all a good one. Oh, I know. It's so hard to choose. What was the one that just came out? Was that? Mutant Mayhem. That was the Mutant Mayhem? Was that the Seth Rogen one? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I would watch that. It's not bad. Oh, who's there? Who's there? The, the poor wife who is jilted from Insidious. Rose Byrne. She's in it. She's mm. a bad guy. Leatherhead. Ooh. What's going on now? It's a dog. So, in part five, in the very beginning... Long-time listeners and fans of this franchise will remember. The, the Horshack. Who? That's Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> it is. I, okay. He's, he's passed away now. <laughs> of course he has. <laughs> Just keep my thing going. So uh, in the beginning of part five, we see the Corey Feldman cameo where he has a nightmare that someone digs up Jason and he's alive. Okay, yep. I and now here we things. are in six, and guess who turns out to be the asshole who does it? It's Himself. Him? Because that is Tom Matthews is the the third iteration of Tommy Jarvis. That's Tom, he's a different guy this time, but he's still Tommy Jarvis, that little kid. He's still the same character. He's they've, the one driving the car right now. Yes, they've taken away his mask making and his creativity, and now he's just on a mission of vengeance because he doesn't believe Jason is really dead, and he has to. He believes somehow, for reasons never explained, that the only way to put him at rest for good is to bury him at the bottom of the lake again, where he died the first time, even though he didn't really die. That's a good point. It's the it's the franchise. It's kind of like taking them home. Every time you start talking about the franchise, you immediately get to, wait, if his mother was avenging his death, why is he alive? And then we go back to, aren't you just taking him back to his house? Maybe they think he's going to chill out for a little bit. Hang out there, not go out killing. That's what Michael Myers does sometimes. Where's his house? Haddonfield, Illinois. That's not really a house. That's a place. You might remember it from a place that uh, Dr. Loomis creeped around for several hours. <laughs> that creeper. This is uh oh. There's the Voorhees grave. I thought it was missing. No, that's, that's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> that's Judith Myers. And so he brings Horshack with him, who I'm guessing is like somebody he met at the asylum he was in. Yeah, that's a fair point. Wasn't he struggling with his mental health in the the fifth movie? Yeah, and now he's just full on crazy. The writer slash director of this movie, Tom McLaughlin does his own thing and it's far better for it to not get itself stuck in the having to remember everything that happened in four and five who cares oh it just goes off on its own it's a dude who bad things happen to him because of this guy in a hockey mask and he's gonna he wants to put him in the ground for good by taking him out of the ground and putting him in a lake putting him in the lake got it yeah it makes perfect sense the movie has a lot more energy than five did and you can even see by the way it's directed it's just it's much more competent already. More dynamic. There's lightning. Really We're good in a set. Graveyard. Really good set too. Like right when they walk in, it's like oh, there's like a gothic quality to this that the other one didn't have. Oh yeah, that was a lot more prevalent in the '80s. Yeah, like in the '80s horror anyway. This was this was a movie. Remember, Five was made by a porn director. This one was made by a like an actual. Wasn't one of the people in Five underage? No, that was Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Well, that was Part Two. Yeah, I can't keep track of these things. That's why we're going through them all one by one, not in order. <laughs> the right. best way to keep track of things. Well, yeah, they tell you right when you study, you're, you should study things out of order. Yeah, that's what they tell you. Like, here's the answer: do the math. Yep, that's what they tell you. That's why you are a noted mathematician. I am. Fred comes to me for help. 
one of the reasons you can't ever try to put together the timeline here is that at the end of four, young Tommy Jarvis hacks Jason apart. So, and in five, they tell you he was cremated. And in six, he's just in here. There's a lot of spider webs in that coffin. There he is. Ooh. Maggoty. Cobwebby. Yeah, that, that's like that shot right there with the maggots and stuff like that. That is a very like hammer horror kind of 70s aesthetic. Cool. Yeah, it is. I like it. This director really had uh, great ideas that he executed. And it's a funny movie. This part, not so much. Although it's funny that he's going to be the idiot that brings him back. <laughs> yeah, dummy. I, I do love that it worked out where he had that premonition. The dream tried to be a premonition. Oh, I see. And it was him. It was him the whole time. It was yep. We were the ones we were waiting for all along. What year did this come out? Uh, Nineteen eighty-six. Okay. The year that horror went comedy. Oh, um, Texas Chainsaw Two, Critters. Critters, the first one was a comedy. Yes, I thought it was more straight and horror than no. It's been okay. I got to watch that again. It's not as overt a comedy as two. Right. But it does have two critters standing next to each other talking their critter talk, and then one gets blown away by a shotgun, and the other one just goes, oh, shit. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty great. In the critter talk. it's You get the caption, oh, shit. Well, it's got a Gremlins thing going on then. It did have Everything was trying to rip off Gremlins at the time. Oh, that's right, because it came right after. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned this before that Gremlins and Ghostbusters came out the same day in 84. Those are horror comedies. And then guess what happened in 86 when everybody saw Gremlins and Ghostbusters in 84? Guess what they put into production? Horror comedies. But things took a lot longer back then, so two years. That's not long. July, think 80, so? July 84 to, to 86 is just filled with them? That's not like, that long. Unless you're like a Marvel billion-dollar movie, I feel like things are done in a year. Filming and editing. Well, I'm sure the movies Whoa. were shot quickly. Lightning. But- but to get all of these, all these, I can't edit that anyway, all these franchises and all these movies to take the same kind of horror comedy aesthetic was just the influence of 84 to 86. I mean, look how long it took for, for Psycho to influence Halloween. It took 18 years. All right. If you're looking at it at that time scale, I suppose you're right. That is the time scale I'm looking at. I always thought this was like one of the better shots. This is maybe the best shot movie. In the franchise. Everything looks clean. It looks really good. There's interesting framing on stuff. And, like, this series never had any of that. Except for two, which had the interesting use of the camera as the as the killer. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. Just looking at it. It looks not, good. It's not janky. And, like, oh. No, so, I mean, this looks good. Of course. He got Frankensteined. Yep. The lightning bolt hits the rod that's in him. And now he's alive again. How did you not read Frankenstein? How does nobody understand the message of Frankenstein? Frankenstein's a doctor. Ha, <laughs> Horshack. <laughs> so, he did not notice that Jason is awake. No, he didn't know his eye was open and looking at him. Nope, he missed that one. Luckily, he's got his can of gasoline, and yeah, he's going to go in But again, it. he believes that he has to bury him in the lake, so why is he trying to burn him now? Well, he why do you even him. bring it? You know why? Just in case. Isn't he afraid of fire? Isn't that his thing? No, that's Freddy. Oh, yeah, that is Freddy. Freddy died by fire, Jason by water. How can we use that? <laughs> uh, what a perfectly succinct way of telling me what the issue is. We were going to do... Oh, it started raining on his match. I love that. Uh, <laughs> we were going to do Freddy versus Jason today, 
but we just did an episode not that long ago talking about it, so we decided to get back to it at another later date. There's always time for Freddy versus Jason. I was just thinking about the sad death of the nerd. Oh, good work, Rorschach. Oh, oh Rorschach, no. not Rorschach. He's not Rorschach. He's, no, he's Rorschach. Rorschach. This is how he gets his start. Oh, <laughs> he fell into the grave, and yeah. now he lives there. I like it. After having his heart punched out. There's a lot more style in this than there was in 5. Well, I guess 5 had a style. It was softcore porn. That's true. Yeah. With luckily above-age actors. Yes. And he's got his mask back. because he even brought him back his mask. I'm sure I asked this before, but why does he wear a hockey mask? Um, don't know the answer to that. Like, when he was a kid, did he like really like goalies? Look, it's the it's the James Bond opening. <laughs> That's fantastic. And they put the name above the title because they want you to know the whole thing is Jason's back. Yep, I get it. Yep. He he gets the hockey mask in three after wearing a sack on his head in two, but. Why he feels like covering his face? I don't know. Is it his own shame? Is it his own? He can't look at himself. Did he do anything wrong? I Does he, he do that drowned. for other people? I thought he just drowned, and that was his thing. He was just a kid, yeah, like a normal no, kid. No, yeah, depending on which thing you're at, they made him look <clears throat> oh deformed. Yeah, but I don't remember that being part of the original. It story. was. It was that he was a mutant kid. It wasn't in the story. It's just that they made the the, the mask they put on the kid. The actor was all deformed. So, oh. yeah, nobody knows why. Just another thing to put a hat on a hat. All right. I like a hat on a hat. Of course the kid's a mutant. He deserved to drink. Your head will stay so warm. <laughs> and your first hat will stay warm, too. Because sometimes it'd be getting wet. Yeah. I didn't notice. Uh, I wasn't looking. The Two, it blew up, right? One broke the mirror. Which I don't know what this one did. If this title did anything, I didn't pay attention to it. Oh, didn't the knife shatter the, the camera? What knife? I don't know. I thought he threw one in the opening. Oh, yeah, he did the James Bond opening. Yeah. Where he shoots at the camera, he slashes the camera. But, I mean, they do that to the logo. Is that what the logo was? He slashed the logo? I don't think so. No, you're right. All right. Let me see the evolution of cops here in these movies. This one doesn't believe anything for a while, but then he eventually does, so he turns out to be be okay. I thought you were saying we're seeing the evolution of cops because... This cop is in his police station, and somebody runs in the front door and gets a gun drawn on him automatically. Well, to be fair, I'm going to say this, to be fair, this town's been through some shit. This is all the same town still? Yes. Why would he be in another, why would he be buried somewhere else? I don't know. I thought they were trying to get him back. Oh, yeah, it is a graveyard. Yeah. I thought he was in Manhattan already, and he already started his world tour, so I just assumed he was somewhere else. No, that's eight. This is a very popular movie in the franchise six yes and in fact there's a couple uh fan fan films really really good ones made as sequels to this movie the last one just came out very recently and it actually brought this actor back tom matthews and this deputy back as the new sheriff like full-length movies they're full-length movies they're filmed for you know very low budget without the license but uh they're really good the first one's called never hike in the woods and it's really good. It's about a, a guy going, uh, walking around. You don't even know, unless you look into it first, you wouldn't even know it's a Jason movie. It's a, it's a hitchhiker. A hitchhiker, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what is it called when you walk? A hiker. Yeah. <laughs> Who walks around the woods, and then he walks into Camp Crystal Lake, and then uh, bad shit starts happening to him. And it, it evolved into a continuation of this story. Of part six. Yes. No, I take it then that the actual part seven has, does not follow any of this. 
No, it does start with him in the lake where he ends up at the end of six. But other than that, it's just... Spoiler alert. But it's another thing where the time doesn't make sense. Who knows how the timeline of these movies work? Okay. But this one is liked enough that they have people making part sequels. Yeah, this is a big fan favorite. Okay. It's actually one of the better reviewed movies in the series. I think it was at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which for this series is pretty great. What are they hitting at normally? The 18s, the 20s, Ooh. lower. I think I think oh. 8 did 8, fittingly. Ooh, perfect. I no think, one should review that anymore. I think part 2, which is great, is only in the 30s. Uh-oh. Who are these people that I'm looking at? These now? are the people that run the camp. They're reopening the camp. They've changed the name of the of the camp. They changed the name of a town. It's not... Uh, Whatever it was, it's it's they've changed everything. It's called Forest Green now, I think. And they're the camp or the town. I should put the subtitles on. They, oh, that would be helpful. The uh, they've changed everything. They they want to get away from this history because it's been clean for a while. Because he's been dead until stupid Tommy brings him back. Well, so these it's are only people, a matter of time. These are the people that are reopening the camp. They run okay. the camp, and that's actually the director's wife driving the car. All right. And that's the guy from Ghost. Ghost. Remember the Patrick Swayze movie? Yeah, this is the other guy from Ghost, the guy that gets him killed, the guy that tries to be Demi Moore's boyfriend afterwards, and the guy gets taken away at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember that. I haven't seen Ghost since whenever it came out. I think this was this guy's first movie. So they're doing something that is ten years, eight to ten years ahead of the time. Now they're commenting on their situation as if they're like, "Well, I've seen enough movies to know this is a bad thing," and that wasn't happening. Okay, so this was like a. Before it's time, scream yes. kind of self-aware. A little bit. It's using it very differently. But these characters, we've talked before about how you said these char- you know, characters can't be blamed for not knowing they're in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. These characters know they're in a horror movie. So all the actions they're, in this scene specifically, all the actions they're taking are their choices in the movie. And they because kind of are they aware know, of it. they know where they are. Yes. So he's like, this is what I'll do. He feels and she's like, this is a terrible idea. Right. This is an appropriate response, I think, to what I'm seeing. Yes. And she legitimately points out like this is this is wrong because we're in this scary story right now <laughs> pull vault is corpse and i know from a commentary on this or interviews with the director that that when he smashes the windshield with yes, the spear the spear isn't supposed to go to the left like that he almost impales his wife holy moly yep okay oh she's stuck in a ditch because that happened yeah, but how did they drive over it and nothing happened? What is she tied up in? She's trying. She's no. She's getting out money to offer him what to save her life. She doesn't know. Maybe it'll work. That's an appropriate response to that. She thinks. Hey, it worked. She's trying. She's not dead. The scene cut away. We're just looking at a car. Oh, we're back. She's in the ditch again. Yeah, she's in trouble. Remember in Robin Hood Men in Tights when Little John fell in the water? Nope. You ever seen Men in Tights? Yep. All right, we're gonna have to watch that one. Oh no, Jason got her. Now look, there's there's going to be a button on it. <laughs> the American Express credit card floats away. You no, know, I think it says American Excess. I think you're right. In Major League, was it American Express that they did the yeah. commercial for? Don't steal home without it. Or was it an American Excess? Mm. This so, is our final girl, Meg. Not the cup. No, which that's her father, though. Which one's Meg? The blonde? The blonde. Oh, okay. So they all work at the camp that's opening. And this I is like the only camp. one of these movies 
that has actual children in it. <laughs> of all really? of these movies, there's yeah. only one time the camp's actually open and there's this, children there, and it's this one. You told me there was one of them, and I guess this is it. Yeah. Now, Megan doesn't get like a ton to do in this movie, but she's got a really great attitude. It's really fun. There's a lot of witticisms back and forth between her and Tom Matthews that like give them real chemistry. So even though he's kind of the star of the movie, I love her final girl. She's one of my favorites because they have actual chemistry together. Okay. Like a rapport, like a 50s style, like rat tat 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 rapport that is missing from all these other movies. I like curly hair, big lips, ripped jeans in the background. He's cool. He's got an earring. That means he's cool. It is. It means you're cool in 86, yeah. I know. Yeah. And there he is in jail. Sorry. What was his name? Tommy? Tommy Darvis. Sorry, Tommy. Back to jail for you for bringing alive Jason. How dare he? It's it's hilarious to me that his whole life's mission is to make sure he can't stop anybody and he brings him back. Stupid Tommy. This cop is interesting because he is kind of like this humorless hard ass, but because he has a relationship with Megan, like you understand, he's he's come up. What's through his a, relationship to? He's Megan? the father. Okay, I didn't. I'm, no, I said I it three times. Movie. I wasn't listening. <laughs> because of the relationship with Megan, you understand why he is the way he is. Because this town's history is so brutal, and but she's going to work at the camp. But Jason's dead. They have no reason to believe he's coming back. He's trying to tell them they're back, and and nobody believes him. So. His job gets much harder, especially when he figures out he's right, because he, there's actually like a, a thing to care about for his character in it, the sheriff. As okay. most of these sheriffs are just kind of like faceless people, cannon fodder or antagonists. Yeah, they either do or don't believe, and whatever they're doing is unhelpful. Now there's see, he's like, oh, he's still in there because Horshack's in there. Of course, the grave digger finds the open grave and says, "I need to bury it." Now he looks right at the camera and says, "Some folks have a strange idea of entertainment." He's right. He told me. He's looking right at you. Ooh, now we got Jason walking through the woods again. Well, he's got to go home. So the plan was to take him home, and now he's going home. They got to kill him. They got to bury him in the water. Like, they got to drown him in the water again. That's what he thinks. All right. Based on nothing. <laughs> There's no lore that suggests this. Except he shows up into town going, I know how to do it. Like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at this giant bag of popcorn, and I want it. Look at all those ketchup and mustard bottles. Classic. Look at that thing. Look at all that paper. Look at all those. Bigger than her. What Look popcorn? at that can of tomatoes. Pink jacket was carrying this giant bag. Of, that is a lot of ketchup and mustard. There's a bunch of kids coming. Oh, that's right. We're at camp. I thought this was them preparing at, to go camping. They're at camp, and the people running the camp have not shown up because they got killed. Right, and no one's asked anything yet because we just got here. Yeah, no, they're like, where are they? This is weird. We got to do this ourselves. Yeah. Were most final girls blonde back in the day? Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. I thought it was a thing. Dating back to Hitchcock, yeah. When did that start changing? Ah, uh, Scream. Really? That I mean, there thing? are obviously movies where that happened, but Scream never cared about it. Scream almost purposely did the opposite. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer comes from the idea of the, the blonde final girl. Like, what if you went in the alley, the, the evil thing went into the alley, and then the blonde final girl was the most badass person in the world, and she was the, she could stop them. Okay. And this blonde, I think all these movies had blondes until, or at least some shade of blonde 
all the way through them, honestly. And the screen was like all brunettes. There is a lot of 80s hair happening. Yeah, it's pretty great. <clears throat> aye, aye, aye. Now what, a creeper? Is that a Loomis? It's a Loomis or a Myers. A wild Loomis has appeared. A wild Loomis has appeared. It's a it's a guy. No, this has six eyes. Director was like, we're just going to throw in non-sequitur murder scenes. Because I have my plot, but people want action. So he's going to come across a paintball excursion. People paintballed in the 80s? I'm, I'm watching proof of it right now. I don't believe it. I believe this is some sort of... Uh, I don't know what I believe. I don't know what I believe anymore. God, everything is so different. I just I like this movie because he's happening across people on his path. Right. Back and to camp. Nothing to do with this has nothing to do with the plot. The last was at least where the people were running the camp. And he found them so these people are playing paintball near the camp, like yep. in the in the woods. They don't know that the camp opened up yet, maybe, because they don't want to shoot little kids. I think they're, on do a, they're on a company retreat. Are these guys twins? <laughs> they both kind of look like Jim Belushi. Ooh. Mm, those two just got paintballed by a lady. She's pretty happy about it. Oh, she's going to win. She thinks she's won. Is that it? They let's were see. the final two. Oh, she, look, she took their little flag. Let's see what her prize is. Oh, no. It's not going to be a good prize, is it? Well, we'll have to see how this plays out. Like an award, or is it something fun like uh, free drinks at the bar that night? Yeah, it's going to be... One of those big drinks that's like 20 gallons of liquor? Oh, like a yard? No, but I saw one that was like a $275 drink, and they pour whole bottles in there and make it. The thing mm-hmm. was huge. Oh, it's that guy. That was a classic misdirect. I saw the machete, <laughs> and then I see this guy. What does it say? Dad? Oh, dead. I thought he had a dad headband on. He already got killed, and he said she should stay in the kitchen where she belongs <laughs> because she was better than him at it. <laughs> I think so that's he's funny. angrily slashing trees. And oh. now he's got his machete back. Oh! <laughs> he smashed into a tree and made a smiley face. Forrest Gump print. stole that joke. Forrest Gump did steal that joke when he wiped the mud on his t-shirt you yeah. mm. now they're escorting him out of town but he's escorting not going him. who is that tommy <sighs> still tommy. i didn't see we're looking at <laughs> two different tommy. people still tommy you say he there's a lot of he's i said him <laughs> there's just as many hymns no there's probably more because there's the bible <laughs> i was about to say i don't know the bible so good so i know there's a bunch uh, this guy is a loser. I like it. <clears throat> Why is he a loser? He's still alive. Yeah, that's true. He's the winner, actually. What does he win? One of those big drinks I was just talking about? That has like 30 straws in it? Which seems like a terrible idea in these times of COVID. I like the idea here. He survived by just being terrified of everything. That isn't a valid survival trait. You realize this, right? It is. I'm watching proof to the contrary. You know what he should try? Playing dead. Should shoot himself. Yeah. Is there any rule against tying the dead thing around your head but not having been shot yet and then just shooting people when they see you because they assume you're dead? I'm pretty sure there are rules like that. No. I mean, if you're doing that... Well, sure, now there are. <laughs> not the first time. Not the first time, but it's, if you're doing that, it seems like you're the kind of person who doesn't really care about rules in the first place. 
They're about to get their reward. She's about to get her reward. Oh. So, oh, she's she's not going to get it yet, though. They're still nerd. The nerd's in the woods. That's true. Nerd alert. They she think she's one now, though. Right. Because she's, hmm. She's really happy she killed these two guys that say dead. Jason's just what hanging the? out in a tree. While Jason has Ooh, appeared. triple beheading. <laughs> and the nerd is right there. Run, you nerd, you six-eyed geek. He's not going to make it. <laughs> you paintballed him. Yep. Jason doesn't know what to do with this. Look at him. <laughs> Jason is beside himself. If I was Jason right there, I think I would have just like laughed and let him live because good joke. You're not in good enough shape to be Jason. Look at him marching through the woods. I can get there. He moves about as fast as me. Uh, no, whoa. I don't think so. This Jason moves hella fast. Well, he's not. He's a zombie now. This is officially when he becomes zombie Jason. What was he before? Oh, he was a mix of things before. He's technically a human. Technically. And he was also his own mom. Now Tommy's driving a car. Hey, you figured out who he is. Yeah. How did he get out of the police car? I told you, they're escorting him out of town. That was it? And he's supposed to be leaving the town there, and he's not going. Oh, he just swerved away. Yes, he's going to take them to I thought, the... I thought he was in the backseat of the police car. No, he's going to take him. them to the cemetery to show them that Jason's gone, but... But we've already seen the gravedigger tell us that people get up to weird stuff, so he fills it in. Apparently people have a strange sense of humor. They really do. They dig up those graves all the time, is what that implies. Yep. This is, he's telling you this has happened too many times. And he's telling it that we did it. I felt judged when he said it. He's judging us for watching this movie. Yeah. That's literally what he's doing. <laughs> That's what I mean. The director was like, I'm going to be very playful about this, but never treat the actual Jason mythos as a joke. It's a real good balancing act he does. What do you, I don't. What do you mean he doesn't treat it as a the joke? The joke's not on Jason. The joke's not on that he's a masked killer. The joke's not on that. The joke's on these could be fun. We can have fun with with it without like oh, saying this is I stupid. I see what you're saying. He never says that the thing is stupid. He just says this is yeah, yeah, this could be fun. I don't know. I had a thought. It was in my head. And it was I was wondering around. what that sound was. It hurt so bad. They caught him. And the grave is filled up. I'm back on track. The question was always, who's paying for Jason's burial and gravesite? But there actually was an answer to that in the original mm-hmm. script, and I guess in the, the novelization of the movie. At the end, there was supposed to be a little, like, well, Samuel Jackson was going to show up, I guess. There was going to be a post-credit oh, scene. To join the Avengers in it? He's got an initiative for Jason? Yeah. Oh. But we were going to meet Elias Voorhees, the father of Jason Voorhees, because his mother's dead. He has no family, but he does have a father somewhere, so he was going to become a character. And then the producers were like, cut that. We're never going to follow up on it, so we don't want to leave this hanging there. Did they, though, ever? Uh, the, some of the fan films did. Not, no. not actually that fan film series, but a different okay. one. Okay. And those are pretty good, too. That guy drinks a lot. Yes, he does. That crazy grave digger. Now what's he going to judge? Dig him up. Does he think I'm a hard head? <laughs> and it cuts to these kids going, yeah. This is comedy. Yes. And they're, these and the counselors are all struggling because their directors are gone. Right. Do you think they still do novelizations of movies? Like Avatar, The Way of the Waters. Is that a book as well? Mm. I'm just, it used to be a thing. I remember there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book book of the movie you know if you have book questions i'm always the right person to go to i know you you started this day by telling me that you bought another book i bought a third book a third book i 
that that like doubles your books. Yep. I had one and a half books before. <laughs> this is a good scene too, because he's guy doesn't know fucking shit hey, all he's talking about. What are you talking about? about? He's my favorite. Curly hair, no, big lips. That's what I like about him. So he's leading this See? thing, and he's like, "Yeah, like you got these rocks, right? And you, you, you're like the the Native Americans come through here, and you got your squaw or whatever, and you put the rocks here, so you remember where you were." And they're staring at him like, "What is happening?" I remember doing that to a lot of my counselors when I was a kid. Yeah, do they do this still? Do your kids go into these things? No, because mm-hmm. I'm a because we understand father. because we understand sexual assault now. I just leave my kids locked in their rooms all the time. We have air conditioning. What else do you want? Mm. That's all I wanted when I was a kid. These are, this is the Statler and Waldorf of the kids. There's several times that they just have the most sardonic things to say about the situation. <laughs> I like this movie. It's completely different than the others in a way that it has all this energy and it's very funny. Right. It's, I'm trying to think. It's like a, where a movie can not... Kind of like Godzilla, I guess, right? Where you can have these different yeah. iterations of uh, the same concept. Yeah. This would be the Godzilla versus Kong where the hijinks are fun. And then part seven would be the uh, the Godzilla X Kong, where they're running side by side with the power glove. I haven't seen that movie yet because it's not out yet. That's true, but people will know that because this will come out many months before that movie. Many moons before, but maybe they're listening to it many years from now. Well, here comes the grave digger, and he's got a very oh, funny ending. No, he's singing a song to himself. All right, and drunk. Still yeah, drunk. Of course he's drunk. I mean, this guy, he's the grave digger in, in this town. He's seen some shit. Who are these old people? These are people that they put in because they decided they'd have another kill. Because it's about that time. I can't tell. Are they young or are they old? I think he's young. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Whoever you are, I apologize because I don't know what you are. Well, what the hell? That was a wild something appearing. Yeah. There's a lot of Pikachus on the loose. Loomis or Myers. <laughs> Loomis or Myers. Who was that? What was that? This this scene's only here because they wanted another kill. So I'm a, the body count is high on this one. I'm going to guess that they don't murder children. Or do they? Is it one of those types? Hmm, we'll have to find out. Oh, man. This is either going to go really, really well or really, really bad. Or something in between. This drink's going to be the death of him, Pete. I like his boots. Is this Tom Waits? No. It kind of looks like him. You want me to tell you a bunch of Tom Waits movies? No. Oh, you know what I forgot? You know what? In fact, I never want to hear about Tom Waits on this podcast. Wow. Nicolas Cage played Dracula in Renfield. Here you go. Darling, you're going to be the death of me. And then he goes to throw the the bottle behind him, and it never makes a sound because it gets cut. Oh, I love that. It's really, really fun. And he turns, and guess what? Guess what's the death of him? Guess who caught the bottle and who smashes it and uses it to stab him to death? Pretty great. But I like that he has that moment of like, wait, it never made a thud. And now he pulls out the, yeah, I like that moment. So this is that first part was all shot with, with the caretaker. It was all gravedigger. It was all shot as the point of the movie. This is all inserted later. Like, they heard something. They're not having anything to do with this. Yeah. And now they die. Yes, because they, they wanted to add in another one. Or Makes two. Sense. Or two. Two, if I know math. And I don't. Only if you think I can count. And I can't. Like they, their name's Stephen and Annette, apparently. Didn't need, that, didn't need that information. That's in the novelization. Oh, 
impale. Double impale? Yep. That's that's a thing he likes to do. He did that in part two. Put another shrimp on the bobby. With the underage girl. Oh, yeah. Through the bed, right? Yep. Kids got their comics and their pictures from home sleeping on their cuts. Yeah, so anyway, and Tom Waits played Renfield. I thought I already said no more Tom Waits talk. Never want, never again. I was in the middle. He's, he's reading Jean-Paul Sartre's No Exit. Do they have camp gerbils that they brought from home as emotional support animals, or is it just like a camp pet? You remember how it was when you got sent camping for the summer? Had your gerbils, you had your No Exit. You're thinking of Richard Gere. That's what he did at camp. Oh. Camp Blood. No, I like this too. She's got a, a, a card game she's made up with Jason. Because they all know the. Yes. The room. It's known fact, right? The yes. town is scared. Okay. But this generation has now. This is why the timeline makes no sense sometimes, because technically his last exploits wouldn't have been that long ago. I guess Tom grew up the last time it was actually Jason. So I guess it would have been five. About 20 years, maybe more. But there's that line in Scream where. Or Scream 4. Where the town's being decorated by the kids with all the ghost face stuff, and Dewey is the sheriff, and he's like, you know, one generation's tragedy is the next one's joke. That's what's happening here. Uh, this is what it's turned into. It's like a thing they laugh about, and it's a game they play. Okay. And this movie, because it just follows like a year after the last one, doesn't really have the space for this this decision to work. But I like it as a thought of if Jason really hasn't been around in fifteen years, this is what it would be like. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why is that one girl a baker? I don't know. She do all the, like, cooking? Practice. That one's a warren. That means a place where rabbits live. There's an airplane. Anybody can hear that? That is an airplane flying over my house. I hope it doesn't land on us. That happened once. Not to me. It doesn't usually happen twice. It did in Donnie Darko. Never saw Donnie Darko. A plane falls on him twice. Wow. Are you sure that it wasn't just that he was dead the whole time and then it reiterated what happened? No. Well. Because to me, that seems like what it probably would have been. Patrick Swayze was there. I remember oh, that. Oh, so he definitely was dead. <laughs> yeah, he was seeing right. literal ghosts. That's what it was. <laughs> and Patrick Swayze was a gypsy because he could see the future. Uh, Romani. Mm. Is that what it is now? Mm-hmm. That is true. But I miss those fortune-telling machines. Zoltar? Yeah. I wish I was big. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Tom Hanks used to do movies like that? I think about that all the time. Wow. I sit there and I say, why, why doesn't Tom Hanks be funny again? Why doesn't he be funny? It is a good question. And I, I look back at all the, ooh. Hey, your boy Court's getting some. Yeah. Go curly hair, big lips, earring, rip pants. Ooh, I see a sniffle. <laughs> why, why is it a shirt This is the up? only Friday the 13th movie without nudity. Without female nudity. Well, like I said, I just see a couple of nipples. Look, his shirt is rolled up just so I can see him. This is in fantastic. Fact, if I remember the story correctly, this actress was hired to be naked in the scene. She got to the set and said, I don't want to do it. And the director was like, that's fine. We'll make him do it. Yeah. He's like, that's fine. Just roll up his shirt. Because the director never wanted it in the first place. It was just something they did in the series. And he's like, I just won't shoot it. What are they going to do? That's fantastic. And he never did. Uh-oh. If that van is a rockin', don't come and knockin'. I don't think he's going to knock. He doesn't know the... Uh, I guess he found a way around a loophole. 
don't bother, come on in. That's how. <laughs> she wants to time <laughs> the conclusion of their escapades with the song. As one does. But I think he, he asked her, the mother already happened, it was already happened, where he asked her, like, how much longer is the song? She's like, only like 15 minutes. And he's just like, he's looking at us, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> it's a good one. It does it. It's, it's very funny. I'm watching her yell at him now because Jason destroyed the power. Mm-hmm. What was that game? Of Thrones? Oh, yeah, that was the one. The Jason game where they play cards? I wonder if there are, somebody's come up with real rules to it because it seemed simple enough, but... Uh... Yeah, but she just made it up for the time. Right, right. What? No, I meant the one, I think it was on Xbox, where you're Jason, right? And you hunt the campers. <sighs> this is the second time this happened. Wouldn't you think it's just called Friday the 13th, the game? <laughs> no, it's called Jason. And we watched Jason 2 with Kitty. Or no, Jason the original with Loomis. <laughs> I got there. No, he's not in that movie. <laughs> I think he's in the movie. Someone's creeping around here. Do you think it's Loomis or Myers or Voorhees? Does Loomis ever appear in another franchise or of course, any? Of course, of he movies? doesn't. That wouldn't make any sense. But it would be great because he's always looming. No, I think he's in Prince of Darkness. What's that? He's definitely in uh, Loomis. He's in Prince of Darkness. I don't mean what I know of Loomis. I mean, what's Prince of Darkness? And he's in Escape from New York. He's the president. Oh, yeah. He is. Those are all John Carpenter movies. I was, a, I was. Did you ever see Ghosts of Mars? Nope. Me neither. No Loomis, no point. <laughs> Fair enough. No Loomis, no rest. Fair point. I watched a movie on HBO, or I'm sorry, Max, and it was from like 1903, and it was two minutes long, and it was like about a, the Infernal Cauldron, I think it was called. Wow. But it was like two demons throwing people into a little a cauldron, and then their souls came out and floated above them. I think I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think I, I've seen I, it. I was curious. I was 55. I'm like, I bet you he might have, because it's one of those weird old horror things. Sometimes they'll be linked. The full video will be linked on Wikipedia when you're going through the history of movies like that, and I'll watch the. To see it, yep. two to two to three minutes. Yep, uh, that's movie. that's HBO or Max has a bunch of them on there right now. <laughs> By a bunch, I think I mean two. This is a fun scene too. He's already in the camper. He's just in the bathroom now. But Court is a bad driver and does not care that his girlfriend is just getting flopped around this. Oh, Jason's in the bathroom of the camper. Yes, and we got it. Okay, and he can't drive. It was an eighteen point turn. He's really enjoying driving, and she's just getting destroyed Thrown in the back. Because she is not wearing her seatbelt. We didn't have seatbelt laws back then. We did. Well, no one followed seatbelt laws back then. That's true. We rode in the back of pickup trucks. Yep. We rode. We sometimes rode on top of vans in Werewolf. It's a werewolf. We did. And that was called car surfing or remember, van surfing. Remember what his friend was named? No. Styles? Oh, my God. Styles. That's remember right. what his girlfriend's name was? Of course not. <clears throat> Boof. No. His friend that turned out to be his girlfriend at the end that was in front of him all along was Boof. Styles and Boof. Yep. Everyone had those names in those movies. Yep. Ah, they were great nicknames. How come we don't have nicknames like that anymore? Oh, she's being killed by Jason in the bathroom. Just like Demon. 
in part five when he's in the outhouse singing the wow. song. It's in the girls singing a song to him to each other. She's, she thinks she's having a tough crap. <laughs> he's still so happy. He's really enjoying driving this camper. Oh, man, I hope he escapes. He's my guy. Mm. Come on, curly hair. Mm. Oh, yep. face through the mirror. He's just rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking a dump? This dude's on top of the world. If I got to go out, this is how I want to go out, too. <laughs> Your highest high, the happiest you could ever be in life. Just had sex. Rocking out. To a great song. Biggest smile on my face. Driving an RV. Driving a, a camper. Sweet 30-point turn. Stab through the head. Got a goalie riding in my back. This is an Alice Cooper song. Alice Cooper threw a chicken off a stage once. I believe this is the movie where he sings the original song, too, The Man Behind the Mask. I don't know. Which Alice. Is actually became kind of a hit for him. I don't know Alice Cooper that well. Only Women Bleed? Eh, I don't know that. School's one. Out for Summer? I know that one. I sang that in fifth grade in the Wayne's summer. World? And that, yep, I know him from there. That's one of the best celebrity cameos of all time. I haven't seen it lately. Like, And by lately, I mean since whatever year it came out. It does that great thing without having to throw it in your face where they're meeting this big celebrity who's known for his, you know, demon-y occult stuff, and then he's just the most intelligent, oh, yeah. well-spoken. He knew everything, he knew everything about the history like, of the what he's like in real life, yeah. Okay. Except for when he threw that chicken, and the crowd stampled it, or destroyed it. You didn't hear this one? No, I don't know what the word stampled means either. <laughs> it's stampled? It's, uh, it's like when you want to try something before you buy it uh-huh. but you smash it up on the ground first you step on it you step on it real good that's what stampled <laughs> stample means. is when you step on the the free cheese they hand out at the, the grocery store <laughs> in front of their <laughs> this is stampled you stampled them we got there we got there all right unlike uh unlike court and his girlfriend we got there <sighs> burned to well murdered and burned and jason stood up oh, the cops have found the wreckage i assume is yeah. this all day one still? It's night now. Yeah, but I mean, they, they got there that morning. This movie doesn't waste time. I see that. He's just carving his path right back to the camp. Why is his daughter, or the sheriff's daughter, with him? I thought she was a counselor. It's a great question, because Court's gone, <laughs> and she's gone too. So they just left the other two girls in charge of the camp. Yeah. And you know that the two people running the camp didn't show up. Right. So they're down four people at this this point. How many kids are at this camp? It seemed like quite a few. There was a lot of kids. And there's just two girls now watching two full bunks of uh, boys and girls. Maybe that's why there's no summer camps anymore. Look how they're run. There has to still be summer camps. I assume there are. But like I said, I got to figure that out, actually. My kids want to go there this summer. Really? Not maybe an overnight, but they want to do something. Because I just let them stay in their rooms all summer and said, don't go outside. It's hot out there. And they were like, but we need light. And I'm like, just turn your lights on. It's cool in here. Push her down, son. Push her down, son. Why is he reading a manual of a call? Because clearly something you can get from B. Dalton booksellers will tell you. Not anymore. Well, this is back then. Was B. Dalton around in 86? I am. Oh, Walden Books? Walden Books was definitely around in 86. And B. Dalton was right there with him. I feel this like is there pre-Barnes was- & Noble, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was one more. It was B. Dalton, Walden Books, and something else. Malls used to have these. Yeah, I know. They used to have pet stores and bookstores. Oh God, I remember when there were pet stores. I've gotten two cats and a dog from the same place at the mall that doesn't have pets anymore. 
<laughs> well, where are you getting all these animals in a store that doesn't have pets anymore? Uh, <laughs> like, like problem. Like Theo from Die Hard and Andre Brower and oh. Horshack. Oh, They're no. all dead now. Oh, no. That's where I got uh, my Papillon. That's where I got... Uh, Wasn't that a movie, Papillon? Yep. It actually was. Yeah, I know. Who was in it? I want to say it was Steve McQueen. Sounds right. Maybe Dustin Hoffman. That sounds about right, too. Yeah. Or maybe that's the bridge. And I got my two cats from there. You've had more than two cats. Yeah, I got two of them there. And as you stated, they're all dead now. I got Clarice there, and I got TC there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about TC. Clarice lasted forever. TC lasted a long time, too. What happened? (laughs) What happened to Senor Montebon? You mean my cat, Retardo Montalvan? Yeah. I uh, could get there. I'm like, oh, no. You realize it was like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Hey, it was his name. Put some respect on it. Hey, my cat was named Shrinky Balls McAngry Pants. He didn't make it as long. I don't know what happened to him. Like, he choked on something. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I died in my lap while I was trying to get him to the vet. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. Why is this happening? I didn't bring it up. Let me go watch Jason kill some people. It was horrible because he was just like, and I couldn't stop it. And I didn't know what to do. It was horrible. Thanks for bringing that back up. Appreciate it. <laughs> haven't thought about that in a minute. So my brother had to put down his dog because it had like mental problems. It started like getting fighty and snappy and bitey. Yeah, I have a question before you finish. Yeah. Is this supposed to be an entertaining story or make me feel better about killing my, about bringing up my dead cat? I'll let you be the judge. Okay. So they did everything. They went through all these different obedience classes, whatever, trying to figure out why this dog. That it was like a, a stray from New York City for a couple of years, so it probably had some PTSD or something. But anyway, Dave, my brother and I had this unfortunate habit of taking pets to the vet for their final car ride mm-hmm. because you know it's just people can't handle it. So we kept getting nominated. There was nothing wrong with this dog, but they had to put it down because it was violent. But there's something wrong with him. Well, yeah, but I've never seen a dog happier to go for a car ride. (laughs) And I was so sad that he was perfectly fine. And then they put him down and he was like, he fell over. They had to give him like a second shot because clearly he didn't want to die. And then I'm like, oh. And then at the end, we're in the car and she comes running out. And they're like, here, you want his dog tag? And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And I took it and I hid my face because I was sad. But man, he really wanted that car ride. I still can't figure out if it's supposed to be feel better or be funny. <laughs> I think I was just telling you a story. <laughs> All right, where are we? I have lost the thread of this movie. We're at Camp Crystal Lake, now Camp Forest Green. And we still only have two counselors there. Two counselors there, and Jason has apparently seemed to have made his way back to camp. In the woods. Now, have any of these counselors done anything wrong? It, like, you know, have they... In theory, no. But in reality, they're intruding on his property again. Mm, it's one of those. It's invasion. always been his it's thing. It's a home invasion movie. He, he tries not to go other places, at least in the first six movies, seven movies. But then by 80s, he's like, I'm going to branch out, go to Manhattan, go to hell, go to space. Might as well. All those times, though, it's because he's following someone. He never actually goes to hell. That's the misnomer. But in, in Manhattan, he's just following the person that did invade his face. That's how he ends up on a boat. That's how he ends up in Manhattan, really Vancouver. And in space, he gets frozen and he gets time Picked traveled. Up. It's like, yeah. it's not his fault. It wasn't him. The shaggy defense? Yeah. Holy moly. 
one of the kids used that she thinks, on me. She thinks Court's uh, outside messing with him, so he's going to dump this on his head. The it's lemon gonna... lime soda? Yes. It's called pop, you know. It's called starry now. One of the kids one of the kids burned you with the shaggy defense? They knew what it was. Oh, nice. And they said it. I think it was fresh. You're like, oh, the shaggy defense. And I'm like, what the? Yeah, mm-hmm. times changed. When I was growing up, the shaggy defense was being high on Scooby Snacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was. It's completely different now. Yep. Uh, times they are a changing. Yeah, it's the, the big. It's, it's one of the biggest ones. There was the industrial revolution, the uh, information age, and then the shaggy defense were the three big ones I learned about. That's what I was taught in sociology. She's still Baker. Oh <gasps> no! And now she's not. Because <laughs> like my boy Court was fornicating. I don't think that the oh, oh the Baker got her head. That was a pretty good head twist around. Mm-hmm. Why is that other one laughing? Took her head right off, I think. Yeah, you did. And there's only one left. And she thinks everyone's playing tricks on each other. Oh. Oh, these silly kids. I just want to throw out there, if you're one of, at this point, she thinks two counselors at the thing, and there's strange noises going on, you actually have to go look at it, because there's 20 children. <laughs> you who have did, to go Who see. did she think that she was fooling around with out there? No, she thought that Court and her were playing pranks on each other, just like she thought Court was playing a prank on her, so she'd dump the thing on his head. <laughs> okay. But again, you have to go see what it is because you're the only one there with a bunch of children. Maybe they don't know that. Well, she knows that there was only two of them. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe even if there not- was, Pete, even if there was four of them, I would say go investigate the noises. Mm, maybe that's their sin. They're too stupid. See, she's one that has no idea she's in a horror movie, so she has to get up and check on the kids. Oh, you. That, like that's so. her only job. But I thought they all knew they were in a horror movie. No, only those first two people did because oh. they saw the mass killer. She hasn't seen her. Oh, okay. Oh, there goes the headless corpse of. Oh, a little kid just woke up and saw Jason carrying it. Yep. She looks a skirt. <laughs> Speeding? Question mark. Where'd Tommy hook up with her? I missed that part. He, she came and got him. He called the police station, and she was the one who answered. And she came and got him at the where he was. Mm. Because she believes him. Yes. But there's a roadblock. Uh oh. <laughs> she getting some roadhead? Oh my gosh, she is. Tommy, you dirty dog. There's a great line in here because his head keeps as she's turning Bobbing and running. Down, he's yeah. banging her in the thing, and she goes, "This is going to be a hairy turn." Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> it's such a good line. This is great, and they've got a ton of good horror like kills and stuff. This it's is a-, a very fun movie. Oh, this is a great line too. He's like, "Do you have the license plate number?" He goes, "I got the whole enchilada." And look at the mustaches yep. and the eyebrows. He's got his 80s mustache. I got the whole lynch on. <laughs> now he's giving him the thing. He's like, that's my daughter. <laughs> Why is he calling everybody an asshole? He's got a stressful job. I don't think and he's so. got a rebellious daughter who doesn't understand why he takes measures to keep her safe. But she's going to learn. It sounds ominous. This is, this is one of those uh, classic 80s songs. Hard rock somewhere in the USA. I don't know that one. No, it's not a, It's not like a song that everybody would know. It's a song from oh. this movie. Oh, it's just the the genre, the style of the times kind of thing? Like, you can't hear it, but it is perfect for the scene and perfect for the style and perfect for the time. Yeah. Keeps shoving his head down. Yeah. I think at one point she goes, that's what I like. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Did she say, you know your place, bitch? 
Yeah, there you go. That's what I Yeah. But she's talking about the sign. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, Harry turn. turn. Yep. It's brilliant. This is good stuff. This, Who wrote this? Tom McLaughlin. He he put real thought and effort and care into what he was crafting in every way. What else did he do? Oh, that's a good question. Mm, I'm full of them. I'm also full of beans. Baked beans. I know he appears as an actor in one of those fan films, too, which is cool. Oh, really? When the people support them. There's been all kinds of weird ones. There's ones where the the final girl from the first movie actually reappears. Well, there's there's fun stuff in there. We've talked. It's Horror people, a lot seem to like to come back to a franchise or well, continue something. When you make something good in horror... The fans never let you forget it, and they appreciate it for the rest of your career, and it's what you're going to hear about all the time. Right. Betsy Palmer, who didn't want to do, she was Mrs. Voorhees, she didn't want to do these movies. And she was like, before she died, she had, she's dead too. Before she died, she had an interview where she's like, you know, I thought it was just like the biggest nothing. He's like, 20 years later, it's all anybody wants to talk to me about. And then it was like 30 years later, and she's like, I appreciate it so much now because nobody would remember me, but now there's entire generations of people that remember me. The, didn't that happen to the mom from Sleepaway Camp? No, Martha. Hey, Martha. Martha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where no one, she didn't know for a very long time that um, people really dug her in those yeah. movies. Yeah. Okay. He didn't do a lot. Who? McCracken? McLaughlin, which is surprising. At least not feature films. So this is it? No, he did a couple, but I don't know what they are. Mm. Although I might have heard of Date with an Angel before. That does sound familiar, but there are Phoebe Cates. I like Phoebe Cates. I would remember it if I saw the Phoebe Cates movie. I saw Drop Dead Fred. He did the television stuff, I guess, maybe. <laughs> a resounding answer. It seems like he should have a lot more credits when this was this good. Oh, he directed Sometimes They Come Back, it looks like. Oh. That was on HBO a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. It was directed by him. That was good. feel like he should have gotten a lot more work why does the sheriff want to pump tommy's ass full of formaldehyde to get to the other side but um boom yeah because he thinks that, well they think he's the killer they think that the tommy jarvis has come back to town all these murders are starting and they're like it makes sense time to get the formaldehyde and really shove it up his ass sure that'll solve it that's a weird way to what state is this in I'm just, wondering if, I'm just wondering if there's a, a death penalty I here. I don't know that there's an official state when these happen. And the first one takes place in New Jersey, but that's where the camp is. I'm not sure that if they're, if they're in New Jersey. Well, that's where they're... Wait, they got to be, right? Because the camp is there. She keeps driving back and forth to the camp. Only that first movie was ever shot in New Jersey, though. Oh. Remember well, we talked about how the second one was shot up like in Connecticut and like I wondered like why did they just go to the original camp? It would have been a great scene. It's like because they would have to take like a bus ride to get there and they weren't going to do it. Right. All right. Like they talk about going to their camp. They walk up near the camp. They don't go to the camp. It's like because they're not going to go down there and film. <laughs> also, I don't think that Jersey wanted them there anymore. It was shot in Blairstown, New Jersey, the first one. Is that its only claim to fame? Yep. But that camp's still there. Do people camp there? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So there you go. You can send them there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. It's a kids like camp. Camp. Nosy Bogua or something like that. One of those. One of those take tons of words and throw them. Weirdo grown-ups who really like the movie try to like sign up for summer camp. I think they do. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. 
They're with like a bunch of 10 year olds just totally dominating tug of war. That's one of those things. Like, I guess I'd like to go see it, but like Friday the 13th part one is not my favorite movie. Yeah. I like this better. I like two way better. I like four better. Like show me those locations. But the campground is iconic from that. Yeah. Is the campground from Sleepaway Camp still around? I don't know. Okay. Feels like it's the same one. That's that's exactly what I was Feels thinking. Feels like it should be because it was again it was all New Jersey actors. And I feel like a lot of those camps were all the same camp. They all I have that same theory about the Dollar General. We're gonna have to do a watch along to that at some point too when we get farther enough away removed from having seen it because Sleepaway Camp. Oh, Jason's in the window. Because it's something's always happening. <laughs> something, oh, Sleepaway Camp. I'll there's agree. always something to talk about at Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Just trying to figure out what the we fuck got is Martha. going on. Jason's walking along. That's the problem. We'll just spend the whole hour and a half talking about, uh, to my mother, for my mother, a doer. And <laughs> try to figure out what that is. I still don't know. I've woken up at night sweating, screaming, saying, what does that mean? I've thought about nothing else since I first saw the movie. Back when you were a kid. That movie came up before this one. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the appropriate response. I was wondering. Glad I nailed it. Nailed she the it. last. <laughs> nailed it. Is no, she the last. Megan's camp? still around. She's just not at the camp. <laughs> she hasn't been at the camp very much. She's at the police station. A lot. Yes. I think. I think she's a narc. Now this is probably of all of the characters, the nicest one. So she's going to die painfully. The worst. Yes. Of course. Do you remember in what is it? Jurassic Park World. Whichever one was the new one, when oh, Chris, the new trilogy starter, yeah, yeah, yeah. when oh, when when the guy who's just trying to help them gets like ripped the assistant, in half. yeah, like, yeah, what the, I know what the fuck. So apparently, when she was in that movie, yeah. she asked to be brutally murdered oh, by nice. dinosaurs. I like that because I always sat there and I'm like, why did she deserve that? She did nothing. She was trying to be helpful. This is one of those she didn't deserve this. Like, yeah, rip her head off. Maybe she asked for it. She's like, maybe it's it Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it is. No, I don't believe you actually see what happens to her, but you see the aftermath of it. It's like, mm. this is, is brutal. A, a Leatherface meat hook scenario? No, that was bloodless, at least. And that didn't kill anybody. Oh, yeah, you're right. She hung there. Yeah. Seeing all these things big, happen. Big fan of Texture and Massacre, are I we? I hate that movie, because I judge everything against how boring those scenes were. <laughs> boring. Like, show me. Don't pretend that you're going to do it. <laughs> now you're mad at the meat hook? We're going to get to the point where you're just going to be mad they didn't actually hang her on an actual meat hook. <laughs> oh, the- it's a trick now? Oh, <laughs> Garbage. Is it a UFO? Why is it so light? What's happening? Uh, I believe that the three chords from uh, Close Encounters are playing right now. Oh, Richard Dreyfuss is going to yeah. show up? Yeah, he's going to say some weird shit because he got old. Yeah, what happened to him? He got old. He was that guy, Hooper. He was Hooper. He hunted a shark. He was Hooper, and he was he Mr. Had, Holland. He had an opus, which was also a comic strip. Oh. Oh, man, that's a lot of blood for a little girl. Oh. Her body comes flying halfway out the window. Now a bug got smashed. Yeah, they're gonna, the- we're going to see the aftermath of what happens in there, though, when they go into the cabin. Oh, you're going to see her just strewn about? Not her. You're gonna see, there's nothing left of her. But if you start counting how much blood there is on the walls, there's nothing left of her. It's like from Army of Darkness when Ash is in the pit and you see all the blood come out. Or not Ash, the first night. A lot of blood. 
first night was a movie with Richard Gere. So Sean was, Connery. Yes, I saw that was. in the theater. Yes, it was. Was that Julia Armand? I believe that it was, sir. <laughs> See, I'm not just good at who died. I'm good at who is an obscure 90s movie. They might be dead. I don't know if it was her, though. It is. I'm 100% convinced that it was. Well, now I have to look for sure. You do that. What other one did I see? I saw Wolf in the theater. Oh, with uh, everyone's favorite Jack Nicholson? Yeah. It was Julia Armand. I'm very, very proud of myself. She was Guinevere. Yep. No, she was Sir Bors. I don't know who that is. And I don't care to. He was the knight with the mustache, the science knight in the the Monty Python. Was he the one in White Satin? I don't know. What's a knight in the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reference for our 60s fans. Holy cow. That yeah, so that's how I know I'll get away with them, is they're just so non... Fucking 70-year-old jokes? They're so... 80-year-old jokes? Out of the mainstream that it's going to take. You have to actually put it together to get there. Like he's using her as a, as a distraction to try to get out of the cell, but she's into it. Look at that. Jail, jailhouse romance. Yeah. Check your prison pocket. That cop's right there. Oh, look, he's so mad. She's got those high-waisted jeans on. Yeah. She took a gun. What has happened here? Yep. Man, she is really rebelling. Don't clown around. I'm not the one with the funny red nose. Because <laughs> she's got a laser pointer on it. Why do cops have laser pointers? He just is. He's very proud of this gun. Oh, okay. He has that great line earlier. He goes, wherever the red dot goes, you bang. It's on his nose. It is. So if she pulls he the trigger. Bang. I like his pompadour. It seems like the weight on this would be all off, though. <laughs> the sight is bigger than the gun. Yes. Give me the keys. I'm going for a ride. My name's Tommy. These are fun characters. They're having fun. These are fun hijinks. Yes. <laughs> what assault? I feel like he's going to be able to reach these keys. I just want to throw that out there. If he just gets on the ground and reaches out, he didn't drop them that far away. On the ground? You know how gross it is inside a prison cell? It's not a prison. It's a jail. There, you know how gross a it is inside a jail cell? There's a difference. What is the difference? There's a big difference. Yeah, one I think is just for like local. Like jail is short term housing, and prison is like you serve a sentence there. Jail's where they keep you until they arraign you. Prison's where they keep you until they let you go. I can't stand the rain. Ooh, it's in my window. <laughs> We're up to the nineties. <laughs> She's super fly. Uh, All right, they're in a car and they're off. Tires screeching. Why would anybody ever listen to this show? We're making nice and white satin references and following it up with Missy Elliott. Well, that had to bring us more current, right? Now we're only 30 years behind. I know. It's just when you realize how time works, it's very sad. I've never really figured that out. Sometimes I see things and it's like, oh, that's from like maybe 15 years ago. And it's like, oh, it's 45 years ago, which doesn't even make sense because I'm 44. But it can be true. Yeah, it happens a lot. Right. I do blame time travel for that. No joke. I think that's why like some days feel long and some days feel short. Because mm-hmm. like the time, time travelers have messed up the natural flow of time. Hmm. That is my theory. Because hmm. we all feel like, man, it's only Thursday. Or, oh, man, I forgot this day is not a Friday. It is, in fact, a Thursday. And now I'm depressed. Is, yeah, today is Thursday. Is when it? we're recording this. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
See? It's a good day. Thursday's a good one. I think it's named for Thor. Thor's day. Ooh. That's why we have Odin's day and Loki's day. Odin's day is Wednesday, I believe. Mm. I don't know when Loki. He seems like a Saturday fella. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. The chaos of a Saturday. This poor girl has seen some stuff. This girl, the little child, has seen Jason 18 million times. And nobody believes her. Right. She keeps trying to get help. Oh, no. The last scene was was Jason walking towards the girl in her bunk. Oh, God. And back. she was praying. She's praying. I don't know if that's praying. Don't she you have she to will put be. your hands together? You've got to pray. Oh, she did it. it. Yep. Oh, she is doing a prayer. I remember that prayer. <laughs> She's doing a prayer. Right. She's doing a pray. She's doing work. a pray. She's doing a pray. Uh-oh, he heard something else. Does he like kids? Does he like God? What just happened? He heard something else. Right. But so he, he went to go attack what he heard. He usually kills whatever he's got first, then goes and kills other stuff. He's very efficient that way. Mm-hmm. So why? What does this mean? Does he like God or kids? Yep. Yeah, that is what it means. So he's a priest then. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, we'll move on from that one, but uh, it is what it is. I hope he gets a little one of those little lowercase T's to wear around his neck soon. This is the his uh, name is Sheriff. This Garris. is the aftermath of the nicest girl in the group. There is no body, just blood. That's what I mean. She just nope. evaporated. She exploded. That's pretty. He's probably wearing her like a skin, like an Edgar suit. Like Edgar suit. <laughs> <sighs> So, theoretically, this is supposed to be the same camp, even though it looks completely different. I don't remember a beach. But his name is Sheriff Garris. Yeah, probably named after Mick Garris, the horror writer and director. Because okay. they, earlier they said, uh, we're going down to Cunningham Road. John Cunningham was the director and I producer saw of the series. The town was named Carpenter. And there was, uh, Karloff was the name of the... Uh, Frankenstein? Yes, his name of the Frankenstein. <laughs> that was the was name the- of the place he was when he called there to come get him. He was at Karloff's Auto or something. No. So there's all kinds of those things. That was Frankenstein's monster's name. Mm -hmm. Karloff. Oh, knife in the head. Dartboard. I'm just going to say what I see. If you see something, say something. (laughs) So this is about. That little girl keeps trying. Sheriff Mustache, you are leaving. Is he checking on everyone? This is he's checking every bunk for the kids. This is the counselor's jobs, but they're all dead. They're all dead except his daughter, who's dereliction of duty. Well, to be fair, she tried to go back, and didn't he have roadblocks to stop her? Yep. So they just escaped the jail, though. And he's just—if he had just let her do her job, he's doing it for her. What is this? Does he want to be a camp counselor? Is that what this is about? Well, there's openings. (laughs) Clearly, lots of openings. High turnover rate. And a high mortality rate. I'm just happy that after six movies, they finally got the camp open. They have been trying a really long it's, time. I've seen them in training. I've seen them uh, you know, cleaning up the thing to make it usable again. I've seen them try. They've never opened the camp. They made it one day, so the benchmark has been set. It's the last time we see it, too. So, 24 hours. That is... Like I've said before, only three of these movies are actually about the camp being open, trying to open the camp. It's not even, if this is still the first night, it's not even 24. They just got there today. Ah, that little girl. <laughs> Fucking funny if you just killed her. 
Because these cops do their hair triggers. Right? Well, Tommy runs in. He's looking for help, and he almost gets shot. What's scary, man? Oh, shit. <laughs> this kid. Yeah, shoot him. Good work, mustache number two. It's not stopping him. They all have mustaches. It's pretty good. No, he's going to crush his head, isn't he? Oh, geez. Why would you guess that? Because he's squeezing his head together. Oh, I thought it was going to crush like a melon. Mm-hmm. Oh. They, they they had to edit down some of these things for reasons. What? They had to take out some frames and stuff to Why? get past the MPA. Oh. What is this rated? R. But they don't, you know, they don't like violence. I don't understand. It's a horror movie. And a horror comedy. It undercuts a lot of it with the comedy, too, so I don't think it should be. Although, are we having a- the kids there is like an actual stakes that these movies don't usually have. Are we? Yeah, it's true. Are we in agreement that rating systems are stupid? No. I what? think there's, there's purpose to them. You don't want to be able to, you know, I think that you should be able to make anything you want to. Well, not kill people, do violence to people. Mm-hmm. But you should be able to artistically make anything you want to. But I think it's fine to have like a, think of how dumb people are. You could name a movie something and be like, oh, I want to see that. Or somebody's in it, I want to see it. And they have no idea what they're getting into. And they, you know, I, I went to a mystery movie the other day and it was a horror movie. And a person brought like their four-year-old, even though it was, an, it was an R-rated movie. And then they had to walk out. And it's like, come on. All right. Well, then. You shouldn't how, cut things. That I guess that's where I was going. You don't have, if you give it an R rating, that means all bets are off. You get what you get. It's an R. It's sure. whatever the director decided. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But, okay. But modern things, you can always see the uncut version somewhere. Like now with tech, not with now with VOD releases and yeah, Blu-ray releases. Fair so. enough. That's annoying. It I is annoying. I don't want to do that. So I don't think we should do it. Why well, have all this shit? Look at this. A standoff. You know, Loomis would have had this problem solved. Ooh, Shotgun to JC. He's definitely dead now. We can just go home. Bury him in the lake. He doesn't know what he has to do. Come on, Tommy. You got to get here. Teach him. No. That's right. It's not scream time yet where you shoot him again just to make sure. Also, he seems to be a zombie. He's a zombie. He's unkillable from here until the end of the series. And I bet you the series comes back at some point like a zombie. Yeah, I, I think zombie Jason's way worse, but I like him in this one. So it just gets worse. Well, where where else do you go? Like, Jason was just a kid, right? Yeah. Like, now you're just going for the the mascot, I guess. My favorite Jason is part two, Wilderness Man. <laughs> out there Oh, yeah, when he lives in that shack. By far the scariest version of Jason. Because it's the only one that seems, like, plausible. Yeah. But I like this one, because this is definitely... And I like this was my second favorite version. The initial zombie version is my second favorite version. It's right in the middle of, like, you know, you said, it's the 80s comedy horror. Yeah. Yep, Gremlins and Ghostbusters changed changed the game for a lot of these things. Yep, and that's where we are. And I like it. I like this style. And I think you don't need... Like, you don't need a big thing on Freddy. It's like a Evil Dead. It's a universe now. Like, Freddy's a universe with different um, versions of him. <laughs> He's got to check again. Oh, yeah. We get the same scene. She checked the room where the good, the nice counselor I just want to throw there. out there. Her job is to look after the children. The first thing she does is go check on her friend. I like her. Nice girl. Bad at her job. <laughs> not, a, not a model employee. All the kids are hiding. Yep. Megan, you're back at the campsite. Is she the final girl only because she wasn't around? Yes. They're going to, these kids should be looking at her like, who's this? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, hey, I'm the final girl. I was in Tahiti while these things happened. And it just cuts to her on the beach. 
You haven't seen her the whole movie. At the beginning, she's getting on a plane to go on vacation. No, he's got, got enact, he's got to enact his plan here. Tommy's got a plan? Yep. He's got a big chain. No, he's got a bag with a chain. That's what he's got. I don't think he has a plan yet. He's got a bag with the chain, the boots with the fur. <laughs> I, those, whew, those are some fancy boots. We're up into the 2000s. There he is. Look at him playing. Sam always likes to be Jason because he likes the hockey mask. Played hide-and-seek with the sheriff out there. He's a little kid, remember? Who? Your son? I do remember that. Jason. No. Oh. These are all little kids. So far, no kid deaths. I'd like <laughs> what to do you think? I think we're dead meat. <laughs> that's how we talked back then. That's how we did talk. I'm, I'm, that's why I said it. We were seven when this movie came out. So these are kids slightly older than us. And I remember saying those things. These kids are a little smarter than us because they've got a great line coming up that is uh, way too clever for... Eat shit and live? Not that clever. No, few things are. It's the greatest burn of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Knew that was going to pay off eventually. Uh, her head was in the car that Megan was trying to escape in. Hmm, that roadhead? That is roadhead. She should like it. What is she screaming about? Why is she upset? Here comes the line. They're listening to all the things. <laughs> Real dead. What were you going to be when you grew up? It's so dark. <laughs> I love it. This is what I mean. The Stadler and Waldorf. Just commenting on the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Just commenting on that. I want to see the movie cut of just their adventures in this camp. Are they going to insult Jason when he kills him? Like, oh, is that what you call stabbing? I think they just Jeez. spend hours walking around looking for a counselor. <laughs> we should go to the canteen. Ooh, Sheriff Mustache is kicking Jason. Now. Yep. Now he's uh, hitting him with a stick. Because he's got real stakes in this now. His daughter's out here. Now he's going to hit him with a rock. It's he, like he's going backwards with his tools and weapons. This dude here, yeah. had he not been a zombie, could have been one of the ones to get actually get Jason. He gives it a good, good effort. But he's unkillable. You know, it's funny. That is the Jason I remember primarily, is the unkillable zombie Jason. Because mm -hmm. he's been around forever. Since 86. And I get why that trivia that it's his mother is trivia, because it gets forgotten. Yeah. Well, the character's bigger than the franchise now. 100%. franchise hasn't been around in forever. The character lives on. Absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of fairly high-quality fan films. It's kind of, of all the characters, it's the one that people seem to enjoy making the most. And again, Sam's eight, my eight-year-old, has never seen a Halloween or a Jason movie. A Friday the 13th, I think you people call it. I'm not <laughs> sure, but I hear. Anyway, he's never seen a Jason movie. You know what he has in his room that he bought at one of those scare, um, you know, where you buy things for Halloween, decorations, that's spirit stores. Boom. I got there. Spirit Halloween. Yeah, Spirit Halloween. It's a Jason picture. He's got it hanging in his room still. He never took it down. He just likes Jason. Well, if he's going to watch one, his first one is to be the one I show him because there's no nudity and they cut a lot, a lot of the violence. You know what? And it's very fast-paced, too. Very fast-paced. kills keep Funny. coming. Yep. And there's kids in it, which and, is always better, I think. Well, let's see if those kids survive or not. Yeah, it's always better, I think, for kids watching anything when there's kids. So I think Monster Squad's the perfect gateway movie because it's you watching the kids. something to identify with. They're being heroic. They're being smart. They're being the leaders. Those were the movies that I enjoyed as a kid. Yeah. 
I mean, I enjoy that movie now. Not me. <laughs> Maybe more than ever. When I became a man, I put away childish things. I know you like did. Monster Squad <laughs> and comic books. Yeah. Star yeah. Wars. Every time I'm here, you're like, oh, I had to go to the comic store yesterday. Man, I am so far behind at the comic store. I got to go. I haven't seen them since before Christmas. Wow. Depending on when this comes out, I might still not be there. This should be out January 17th. Might cost me a small fortune. All right, so he's got a rock and a chain on his boat, does Tommy. He's between the rock and a hard case. <laughs> Jason's the hard case. I think Sean Connery played Jason at least one of these times, didn't he? That's what I thought. He was him at the beginning. He does the James Bond opening. <laughs> That's right. This is definitely the Roger Moore Jason movie. He's looking like a Jaws now. Just walking into the water. Ooh, Tommy's got the chain. What's your plan, Tommy boy? He's going to try to wade him to the bottom of the lake. Imagine if it was Chris Farley. And he's Tommy boy. Mm-hmm. And he's got to fight Jason. I'm imagining that boat having a harder time staying Tommy. <laughs> staying afloat. Yeah. He's already got that big rock in there. Mm-hmm. Fresh off of the Fast and the Furious X. Fast X. Is that what it's called? Probably. I haven't seen the last couple. Me neither. I will eventually. But it's funny because they always do the same thing. So I never saw nine and John Cena's the bad guy. And then I see the trailer for 10 and John Cena's like, what do we do, Dom? And I'm like, yep, that's every one of these movies. They right. all become, they, they all become, well, it's about family. You got to, it's all about family and you got to find a new guy and that's how you bring them in. They're bad at first and yes. then they join up. But the first, I've never seen the trailer for nine. It's like his brother. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then Ten's like, all right, Dom, I'm on your side. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah. I wonder what Jason, I wonder what's going to happen with Jason Momoa. What? That whole thing turned into a bunch of grown men fighting about who's the cool or the hardest of the men, right? Yes. <sighs> Interesting. All right, now he's lit the water on fire. And, and like that stuff in the Fast and Furious movies is one thing. But to me, the peak will always be when Ludacris just pops his fingers and goes, I'm also an expert hacker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I, I've seen those movies sporadically over the years. The movies but I about remember people who that. drive cars fast. And he's like, I'm an expert hacker. He's hacking the world. Yes, it's amazing. Gal Gadot shows up at one point. Wow, see anything like Gal Gadot? No, she's like Gal Gadash. Ooh, that's Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> it is. One of these days I'm going to learn Morse code. There's a reference for the 1800s. Marconi. That's what they drive to clean the ice between hockey periods. Now, one good thing they do here is that this final battle kind of has to be between Tommy and Jason because it's the whole point of the movie. But there are rules for these final girls. So she does get the final blow in. (laughs) (laughs) She does like that roadhead. She does. She does like it sometimes. Another time I saw her not enjoy it as much. Yeah, she's 50-50. Yeah. That's better odds than you're usually going to get. That's way better odds. (laughs) Ooh, they're grunting. Yeah. Boat fight. Oh, he broke the boat. Oh, the chain is tied to the rock. And oh, it's around Jason's neck. He is trapped. This plan would work fine if he wasn't already dead. He's undead and he doesn't have to breathe. Right. My understanding is he's just going to hang out at the bottom of the lake. I think it would have been a fine ending here if Tommy had died. Also, it doesn't seem like a very deep lake. It seems like it's about six feet deep. Well, maybe eight feet deep. I think it's definitely more than six because Jason is <laughs> yeah, not, no. head's not sticking out of it. That's why I revised it. But it seems like there's only two feet of water above their heads. I think this would have been a fine ending if Tommy had actually died here because 
they've spent three movies building this rivalry. Yeah. Does he come back for seven? Nope. He never comes back, except for the fan films. Okay. Well, aside from the fan, the fan no, films. His, his whole life's mission is to make sure Jason stopped, and he has to get him back in the water. Does not apparently give a shit through seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, or twelve. Well, twelve's a remake that he's out and about and about again. And he's, in Manhattan, no less. Job well done. Well, maybe he's like, I did it once. It's not my problem anymore. No, I started this problem and I ended it. Right, temporarily. Anything? anything oh, I ended it. Pay attention to the first part. I started it permanently, but I ended it temporarily. Pay attention to the word "ended." My job is done. Yeah, he was actually, they had, a, uh, I think this movie ends with him on the deck of a, a warship with a sign behind him that says, Mission Accomplished. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think that was, that was Tommy Jarvis, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He was standing there on that boat. Oh, see, look at he can reach up and grab people. That thing ain't more than eight feet deep. Well, I don't know if you know how, if he can kind of grab at people's legs. Right. That, that would be four feet under the water. Mm, how tall He's are six people? feet tall. So he's 10 feet down, but he's on the rock. It's about 12 feet. Plenty. You should stick your fingers in the grate down there. If you're six feet tall, six feet and one inch is plenty. <laughs> That's what I say when I'm erect. What? I'm six foot tall <laughs> and one, one inch. inch. It's plenty. <laughs> it's plenty. It's plenty. She's going to get the final. Ooh, good one, too. She's cutting his head off with the boat propeller? Oh, zombie Jason. But it won't matter because he's already dead. Is she going to get sucked into it? No. That'd be pretty cool. What do you got against Megan? I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on Megan. I'm not quite sure. Oh, man, it's really going on him. Oh. Now his heads are pieces. Where's the mask? Is it going to float up? It'd be funny if you just cut the chain and he came out and murdered everybody. That would be pretty solid. Instead, he's still chained up down there. Not buried, I'd like to point out. Not buried. He just had to drown him again, I guess. He had to get him back to the place where he first died. Again, the lore makes no sense. All the kids are here to look at the dead guy who's not one of their counselors. Yeah, but at least there's some adult supervision for a change. <laughs> no. Did anyone aside from the one little girl see people get murdered? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. And the two sarcastic kids knew it was happening, and they heard it. Right. Oh, that guy had a Masters of the Universe shirt on. I like him. I want her to be friends with him. You get any fashion advice from these kids in the 80s again? That is where I get it. I think I saw a He-Man shirt somewhere, and I almost bought it. Uh-huh. Sam got some He-Man Legos for Christmas. I am jealous. There's no Prince Adam shirts. My Prince Adam's leg broke off, so he had to be He-Man permanently. Like there was a funeral for him in the backyard and everything. Next to Skunkor? Yeah, next to Skunkor. Yeah, actually. Or Stinkor? Stinkor. No, it was Skunkor. And he smelled like a skunk, and my mother made me bury him. That was his superpower. And then Mossman came out, who was Skunkor, but painted different with the different uh, yeah. tailor. He smelled the same. He that got buried thing as well. smelled forever. Moss Man did the same thing. It was the same model, and it still smelled. Like, but yeah, you I had one Ram too. Man. Who? I liked Ram Man. And Ram he would Man. jump. And I liked Orko, and he would swirl around. Good old Orko. When, do you remember She-Ra? Yep. Princess of Power? Of course. Who was He-Man's cousin? Is this going to be about you trying to pause to see your vagina again? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's still alive. Good old Jason. 
And this is He's Back, the Man Behind the Mask. This is a, a really fun movie. Really fast-paced. Is Matthew Fajon Donald Fajon's brother? Mm-hmm. I thought so. Tony Goldwyn, that was the guy. I want to see who the best boys are. C.J. Graham played Jason in this. No, he's a quarterback for the Houston Texans. Yeah, he got you to the championship and he lost. I know. You like that? I went to the Super Bowl in the Final Fantasy Football League. I see League. Kitty narrowly avoided finishing last again. <laughs> That's her specialty. She lost one by half a point. That's what she Who finished thought. last, Tex? Yeah. That's funny. I, I here's, You want to hear something really funny? I've, I won this league. First, le- <laughs> year, first year I was in, I lost by half a point. Second year, I won. The next year, we didn't have it because even COVID. though, yeah, even though that makes no sense for us. I know. But that's fine. The next two years, I finished dead last. Oh, man. You made me miss the fucking best boy. Dead last, I finished two yep. years in a row. This year, I was looking and like I, everyone I had was hurt. I was without three quarters of my team most of the year. And I was just trying not to finish last. And right. I, I looked and I had finished. Best boy, John Fest Sandow. Best boy electric. Mm-hmm. All right. I had best boy grip, Tom West. Ooh. Ooh they're going to battle it out again. All right, so the, so the score. We got, I, I looked on the last week, and I had lost, and I was like, motherfucker, I think I finished last again. Because I thought there was, a, or I was going to play in the, the, the toilet bowl game again. Yes. And I was like, everyone's hurt, I'm going to fucking lose. And then I looked, and there was no other weeks left. And I didn't realize, I, the week before, I thought was the last week of the regular season. It was the first week of the playoffs and avoid the finals. And I'd won that one. I was like, oh, shit, I finished third last. And I was so happy. <laughs> I had the worst luck ever this year. But I went through like days thinking, like, got to set my lineup on Thursday and trying to finish last. And then I couldn't set it. I was like, wait a minute, I didn't finish last. I, I was two and six. And then I didn't yeah. lose again for the rest of the season. And I made it all the way to the Super Bowl and then just didn't show up. I, I just had nobody left. It was I've never seen anything like the injuries I had. There's nothing I could do. It was impressive. Well, football is out to kill people. Then yeah. it's gladiator times. Yep. It's really hard to you know play fantasy games based on their uh, likelihood of surviving. How Songs dare they? Alice Cooper. Good old Alice Cooper. You know I like him. Teenage Frankenstein. That's one of his songs. I know. <laughs> I know Hard Rock Summer. That's all. That's all. What was Frankenstein's monster's name? I forgot. They didn't have the song credit in here for the party in the U.S. Not party in the U.S.A. Somewhere in the U.S.A. Do you remember Wild Wild West by Talking Heads? No. Um, by Will Smith. Wicked no. Wicked Wild. It was some Wild song. Wild Life. That's Talking Heads. No. Yeah. It's Wild Wild West. It was some. I don't know. The Pet Shop Boys or some nonsense in the eighties. You'd remember it if you heard it. Don't tell me what I'd remember. You'd remember. Anyway, we were stuck at a pizza hut because my mom forgot to put the car in park and she drove it into a ditch. <laughs> and while we were waiting for... We were in the ditch with the car. Technically, we went, she parked it into a ditch. She parked it in a ditch. So we were stuck at a pizza hut and we're standing there for hours. It took two tow trucks to pull that thing out. She got it so deep in the water and stuff. But anyway, you said, we're at pizza Your mom was so fat. Takes two tow trucks to pull her out. To pull her car out. I remember in a station wagon, my brother was in the backwards facing third seat. Yeah. And he went... As we went into the ditch, I was in the middle. He went flying past me, like from the back <laughs> over. But anyway, there we are at Pizza Hut, and there's a jukebox, and we played that song "Wild Wild West" over and over and over and over and over again as we sat there waiting. If I were eating at that Pizza Hut, <laughs> I, I would have killed those children. So that was Jason Lives from a ditch. Water is what kills him. It, we continued our journey through the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I like this one. I want to watch it. It's, it's my second favorite one. 
probably second favorite. Number four is probably my third favorite. After that, they're not that great. <laughs> Two, best one. This one right up there. Four is right up there. I saw Jason in space in the theater by myself with Ken Barnes. Uh, there's a good chance we'll be doing that one soon enough. All right. That's the one I, I remember sex woke him up. He yes. smelled fornication. Yes. It has the best kill in the franchise, too. The frozen face. Yes. One? It's pretty tremendous. Cool. Yep. So that'll be it for this week. We don't know what's coming up next. <laughs> no one ever knows. No one ever knows. We have, uh, I know that in February we're supposed to have Ken on to I, do his, his foreign. I believe the Lunar New Year. Foreign correspondent. Beginnings. Yeah. So, so the Chinese been. New Year comes, so his, he's on a different cycle than we are. So we'll get his overseas year-end awards. Yes, and it'll be fun because it'll probably include movies from 2022 here and won't have movies that are out in 2023 because they're not there yet. Yes. Yeah. Go awards. Well, I mean, his thing is that he just talks about American movies because they're foreign, right? So I'm sure that's what yes, it'll be. because there's the foreign course over there. American films are foreign. Yes, so I'm sure that's what it'll be. Of course. Yeah, how would he forget... How would you forget his it, entire... It's just a lunar cycle. Yes. That's the Chinese New Year ends February-ish. I don't think February 10th. That's my guess. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Go to scarybelly.com. And I'm going to go to the bathroom. Peace. Do you want to leave this on? Yeah. Then? No. Leave you your microphone on? You can all listen to me pee. <laughs> Good night.